Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this 109th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests on this episode include country singer and songwriter Ward Davis. Got a brand new single, Get to Work Whiskey. We'll also talk about his upcoming dates, music, and more. We'll also visit with Canadian country singer and songwriter Taybay. His new single, Song of the Summer. We'll also talk about the upcoming Nashville to London tour. And our final guest will be our good friend, country artist Clay Page. Has a new single, Dixie. We'll also talk about his upcoming dates, music, and more. Of course, if you would, please take the time to subscribe, comment, leave some feedback, check out the shop, and share with your friends. Now, U.S. News and World Report does an annual ranking of the best cities to live in. And for the second year in a row, Boulder, Colorado is number one. It ranks high in quality of life and cost of living. Here are the top 10. Number one, like I said, Boulder, Colorado. Number two, the Raleigh-Durham era in North Carolina. Number three, Huntsville, Alabama. It ranked higher in value than any other city in the top 10. Number five, Austin, Texas. Number six, Colorado Springs. Number seven, Naples, Florida. Number eight, Portland, Maine. Number nine, Sarasota, Florida. And number 10, Portland, Oregon. So six out of the 10 are in Colorado, Florida, or named Portland. Now they looked at 150 cities and America's five biggest didn't fare as well. New York, 118th. Los Angeles, 126th. Chicago is 102nd, Houston 39th, and Phoenix is 40th. Ward Davis on with us, and uh, first off, Ward, appreciate you taking the time, brother. Oh, dude, thanks for having me on, man. This last year, I know it's been absolutely nuts uh, being away from from your livelihood. And what what has this last year taught uh, taught you about Ward Davis? Man, uh, you know I. I almost feel guilty saying it. We, uh, man, we had a great year last year, uh, um, and and this year so far. Uh, what I, man, what I figured out was that my fans are are diehard uh, supporters, and um, man, we started we started back to work in July doing uh, like limited capacity acoustic shows and private acoustic shows. And man, for the I'd say for the first four four months after we went back to work, it was probably about eighty percent uh, private shows. Just fans hiring me to come into their living room and play songs. And, uh, man, it 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 really made me like I, I gained a new appreciation for for you know what I do and how it affects people and, and how people respond. Man, it, it was it was. You know, you get out on the road and you're hitting it really hard for years and years, and you, you kind of lose sight of the fact that what you're doing means something. And uh, man, I, I was reminded of that in a huge, huge way because I, man, I would have, you know, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for people hiring me and, and tuning into my live streams and you know buying my products and stuff, I probably would have gone bankrupt. But it was it was almost like a rally. Like everybody just man, everybody held me up and I, it was it's something I'll never forget, man. It's it's a very it's, it was a very humbling thing to go through for sure. Now Ward, you talked about doing the live stream shows. How different was that the first time you did a live stream and uh, and how much did you adjust and, and are you much more comfortable with those these days? Very I'm very much more comfortable. The first one I was terrified like <laughs> i mean you, you know you know the, you know the feeling like you read the room uh there was none of that i couldn't do that i was staring at a phone <laughs> like so i didn't play i was trying to interact it, it was really really uncomfortable but you know after you do a couple it's, you just kind of go well i'm gonna do another one and you and you do it and you you go through it, and, and and which it shouldn't have been that big of a deal to me because I played a lot of empty rooms before. But <laughs> it was, it, it was uh, I, I got used to it, you know, and up to a point, it was it was like the main source of how we were, you know, doing gigs. I guess so. Uh, I, I started off hating it, and I really, I really 
started appreciating it more. Um, and, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm putting stuff together, getting on doing a lot more online performance stuff here in the, in the coming months. So I probably wouldn't have done that a year ago because I'd have been scared to death. So. <laughs> I, I can understand that completely. And, and Ward, what would you say about the way the genre of country music is right now? I mean, it, it probably felt like for a, a few years that, that you were kind of like an outsider, but now, like you said, these, this last year finding that support from the fans, even though they couldn't be out at the shows, I mean, uh, was that, a rewarding experience for you to finally maybe feel that love? Yeah, man. You know, it's a feeling when you go out and you play for crowds and stuff and they're there and, you know, there's, there's a definite energy and there's a mutual appreciation for what's going on. You, you know, what I, man, the, the people that, my fan, I guess you could say my demographic, you know, I'm not playing for, I don't play for a lot of teenagers. I don't play for a lot of, uh, you know, college kids, right. um, you know, the people, and I, and I guess that just kind of, you know, how I, how I write music and stuff. I try to write real life and, uh, grown up things. And the, those, you know, the people that were, that were, uh, you know, man, it's, this affected the music industry, but it also affected, you know, the, the, your buddy, the mechanic, man. And I bet, yep. you know, for a few months there, I bet he was just because nobody was going anywhere. Nobody was tearing their cars up. So it really affected everybody. And for people to, for people to be going through basically the same thing that I'm, I'm going through and the things that I'm worrying about, the same things I'm worried about, for them to take $20 out of their wallet and put it down, man, that's, it's, it's a huge, huge gesture of, of appreciation. And man, I'll, you know, you, what did I learn? It's just, man, that, that people are good and people are, people love music and people need music. And I'm, I'm the same way, man. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know where I'd be without James Taylor right now, but, <laughs> uh, it's, it, man, I, I really did. I, I figured out that these people are for real and, uh, that just motivates me to be even more, more real and, and do more music and really try to speak to the people who are listening. You talked about uh, your songwriting being just being real. And uh, are are there ever times when you're sitting doing a songwriting, you're going, you know, maybe maybe we can hold a little back, or, or are you just maybe uninhibited in the in the writing room? Um, you know, sometimes like you know, sometimes you just kind of pour it out of yourself as, a, as an act of uh, almost self therapy. <laughs> um. And and in that case, it's it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to critique yourself because you're not really doing it for any other purpose than just for yourself. Uh, I find myself in when I'm writing writing with co-writers um, that they have to. I've, I've got trained to write songs in Nashville, so they have to reel me in, <laughs> at, or or if they reel me in. It's more like they they hit the button on the zip code. But man, I'll, I'll give you a good example. It's I don't know if you heard uh, the song I wrote with Cody Jinks called uh, Colorado. Um, there's a line in it where it's, uh, there's a town in Colorado that I used to go vacation called Marble, Marble, Colorado. It's a tiny, tiny little town at the base of McClure Pass, about 30 miles uh, west of Aspen, that nobody really knows about. So I'm writing this song, and I, there's a there's a line in it where it says, uh, you know, I look back to when we carved our names in marble on the Aspen by the cabin where we stayed. And I don't know how much been out to Colorado, but if you go out and if you go and lived in Colorado, people have carved their the initials in the Aspen bark. And through the years, it just gets darker and bigger and it scars the bark. But, you know, you'll go out there and see where people were out there in the 40s and the 50s that had carved their names. But anyway, so we're writing a song, and I said, man, we can't say carved our names in marble because it sounds like you're carving your name, you know, with a chisel and a, and a, and a hammer, and you're putting it in a piece of marble. And Cody said, well, where did it happen? And I said, marble. And he said, well, then it's marble. We can't change marble if that's where it's at. And that's, that's the reality of it. And he said, if people don't know what that means, it won't kill them to hit the Google. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, yeah, I always, I do have a hard time going back and forth between, you know, trying to make it 
I don't want to go over anybody's head, but at the same time, I don't want to dumb it down so far that nobody listens. So it's 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 a fine balance, man. It's, uh, and I got, like I said, I got great co-writers who helped me to get negotiate the process. And you talked about writing with Cody. Who are who are the other songwriters and, and artists that are out there right now that that really inspire you? Kind of kind of get the same thing that you're doing as well. You know, Paul Carlton, man. I, I really uh, my Ken Marvel. He's another one. He's just kind of doing it his own way now. Um, you know, I work a lot with Sonny Sweeney. Um, man, the, the the ones on the the ones on the uh, the underbelly of, of country music are the right. ones that really really get me going because you know, I don't you know I don't I, I didn't, I'm not going to get on your radio station and talk about how terrible radio music <laughs> on radio is because I'm, I won't everybody's got to make a living and I I totally can't relate to what's on mainstream country radio right now I mean just 100. But, you know, I really like the Brothers Osborne. I really like Chris Stapleton. Obviously, everybody loves Chris Stapleton. But, uh, man, the, there's there's just this, uh, it's not, I'm 41 years old. I, I don't really relate to blue jeans and fireball anymore. <laughs> uh, and that's, that seems to be, like, really predominant, you know. It's all this music that's just supposed to make you feel good, feel good. Uh, it's more like a drill than reality in reality. Sometimes, sometimes life isn't just a party, and or, and usually not. So, uh, the ones that inspire me are the, are the guys that are out there, you know, creating new, if nothing else, just a new sound for the genre, a new direction. Any, anything that it's either uh, just insanely traditional, uh, insanely uh, songwritery, or just the really innovative stuff that. That you know, people like Paul are making it feel true to the, you say genre. I don't know what the genre is for, but <laughs> true to true to the outskirts of what the, the normal is, I guess. Now, Ward, talk about uh, the single "Get to Work Whiskey." I mean, as soon as I heard this, uh, I mean, it was just Ward Davis through and through. And tell our listeners uh, where this one came from for you. Well, I can tell you what my publisher said at the time when I wrote it. I was in Nashville. <laughs> And uh, turned it around, got an email back, said, don't need whiskey songs. That's what the email said. Don't need whiskey songs. So, uh, man, that song's about 10 years old. I wrote it with my friend Bob Reagan. Bob's a, he's a, an, an old dog in, in Nashville. And he was sitting around talking. He said, man, he's like, you know, imagine Jack Daniels works for you. You counted on Jack Daniels to come like Morgan Guard or something, but as opposed to that, he's, he comes over and he makes you feel that you're paying him to. So what, what is this? You know, get to work with you. And we just kind of goofily uh, wrote it over, I don't know, it probably took us an hour or two, but there was really no inspiration behind that. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a quirky little song about whiskey. Now, what what is the sticking point for you whenever it comes to a song? Right? Is there is there a particular part of the song right that you struggle with? Um, yeah, all every every part of it. Man, it's dude to get it. You have sometimes. Sometimes it just goes. You know, sometimes it's almost like you're not even thinking about it. I'd say God holds a pen. Sometimes it's just it pours right out of you. Uh, not as much when you're trying to write a story. You know, like Get to Work Whiskey isn't really a story. It's, you know, you can picture it, but it's not a, there's not a beginning, and there's not an end, you know. Uh, trying to get a hook, trying to get a song title to to mean three different things, or maybe not mean three different things, but to go three different places. Mm-hmm connecting these dots and trying to get, make sure that the listener can connect the same dots. Uh, and all the time trying to make it wrong. <laughs> it's, really, <laughs> it's not easy. Uh, but man, I, I'm not even joking. You I, I, five minutes before I called you, I'm out, I'm in Arkansas right now at my, my parents' house. And I was pacing back and forth on my porch thinking about the song that I wrote over you. Thinking about the 
second verse. And man, can I do that? Is there a way to do that better? And then as I'm thinking about it, I realize that I've already recorded the song. Like, there's really nothing I can do to change it now. <laughs> I can, you know, start it from scratch. But on, man, I, I like to think that I'm a real songwriter. Like, that's, that's my my brain is, is uh, I, I spend a lot, a lot of time uh, after I write a song, basically editing it. Uh, and that that part for me is probably the most difficult because you can edit yourself into the ground. <laughs> you can always say, "Oh man, I wish I'd have said uh, and instead of but." You know, and you just kick yourself for months because you say and instead of but, and it's, it's, it's stupid stuff like that. But the editing is is by far the the most tedious part of it, and the most and Ward, as as things have opened back up, have you noticed a difference in the fans at the live show? Oh, dude, they buy more T-shirts. They the the enthusiasm is times fifty than before pandemic. Because man, you know, you think about it, like man, music uh, in America is like apple pie. I mean, it's it is so cultural, mm-hmm. um, live music especially, and man, to have that taken away from you, like, um, I, I mean, you, you're taking something from people that they really, really rely on. So it, it's it's a thing to make you feel normal, and you know we've been we've been closing every show with free food because for a year and a half. There's always a drunk in the back of the bar screaming free bird. It's been without that drunk. And uh and bands always hate playing free bird, but people always love hearing it. I told my band, I was like, Man, let's I, let's put these people in the honky talk, man. Let's put them where they want to be. Let's, let's play free bird. <laughs> so uh, that's you know the people the, the fans, the, the concert doors, whatever you want to call them, man, they've missed this. They've missed it. And you can tell, man, they're just way, way more into it. And they're way, way more happy just to be out doing something and, and feeling normal again. Uh, and who'd have thought? So. That's right. Well, Ward, if, if folks want to find more information, I know you got tour dates coming up. Obviously, new music going to be coming up uh, as well. Where's the best place to keep up with uh, with socials and everything, Ward? Well, I got, you know, Facebook, um, you know, I guess I don't know the, the handle, but if you punch in Ward Davis, it pops up. I got Facebook, Instagram. I think it's at Ward Davis Music. Uh, WardDavisMusic.com uh, for, for music and, and show dates and, and uh, you know, T-shirts and CDs and whatever else you want. It's all at WardDavisMusic.com and you can, get anywhere from there i think all right well ward it has been a true privilege to have the chance to visit with you i appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule and uh, brother best of luck as you continue on the road and hopefully we'll catch up again real soon yeah cameraman thanks for having me on i do appreciate it man it's, uh, it's, it's, i'm glad things are kind of going back uh going back to normal here hopefully not on wood Well, today is National Macaroni and Cheese Day, and Kraft is celebrating by introducing a macaroni and cheese-flavored ice cream. It's a collaboration with Van Leeuwen Ice Cream out of Brooklyn. Now, it is a limited edition thing, and if you're interested, it's available online while supplies last, started this morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. A pint gonna set you back about $12, and the question is, would you try some? Well, Today.com has been running a poll, and last we checked, 48% said no, 43% said yes, and 9% haven't decided. Now, for the record, Eater.com was sent an early taste, and they claim it's very good and nothing short of magical. They also say the inspiration is evident and the flavor is similar, but the texture is different, and there's no cheesy smell, to which we all say thank you. 
platinum selling artist from Canada. And, uh, you know, we've got a bit of a Canada connection here with uh, with our listeners as well. Tebe with us today. And, and first off, brother, I appreciate you taking some time to be on the show. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Now, tell us, uh, I know I asked you before we came on about if you're still in Canada, I know you're born and raised there, but uh, kind of split in time there. Where did where did the original love of music come for you? Oh man, um, I don't know. I, I grew up singing in church. Um, my parents were both uh, they weren't musicians, but they they loved music. My mom played the piano, um, so that's kind of where it, where my love of music initiated from. And and then eventually I moved to Nashville when I was 15 years old. So I've kind of I've been, uh, I've been in the States a long time and, and, you know, Nashville's home. It, it's been home for a really long time and I'm still here. <laughs> There's a lot of international flair in Nashville these days. I mean, and, and it seems like it grows and grows each year. And I'm sure Tebe on, on your side, you can see that firsthand as well. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like I'm aging myself a little bit, but I've, <laughs> I've been in Nashville quite a long time and, uh, things are, things are, things are changing. I mean, it's not, it's not the same town that it used to be for better or worse. I mean, I'll leave that up to the people listening to this, but, uh, it's just, it's, it's growing. I mean, the city is growing so much, obviously music changes as, uh, the genre develops. Um, but yeah, no, Nashville is a great place to be happy to be living here. Weather's a little nicer than in Canada. Yeah. Just, just slightly, right. Uh, a yeah, little better winter. Just a little. <laughs> Now, uh, Tebe, tell us about the new single. I mean, it's it's a song for the summer, and it has that vibe. I mean, how excited are you to have this one out, especially as folks are looking for something summer-wise to really appreciate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the new single is called "Song of the Summer." I kind of uh, I was kind of sitting on that that title, that idea, uh, for quite some time. And then I got together with my usual co-writers. Uh, Dan Dupel and Jimmy Thau, and yeah, we knocked that one out. It took about three or four sessions uh, to get song of the summer where it needed to be. And then we just started working on the production for it, for the record. But, um, yeah, the initial response for this one has been fantastic. It reminds me a little bit of denim on denim when we released that, which, uh, which just went platinum. So, um, it's been a great, uh, first few weeks of this song and, and we'll see what it does. And right now, what, how is feedback changed now as opposed to what you're used to, uh, pre pandemic timeframe, if you will. Uh, I mean, not much. I mean, there's still haters on the internet. <laughs> those, those guys ain't going anywhere. Um, but no, I mean, it's just, I'm looking forward to getting out and playing shows. I'm actually heading over to the UK and Germany uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, on a little three-week uh, run of shows over there. So I'm looking forward to that. Just being up on stage again. I mean, that's why I do what I do. It's, it's, uh, I mean, having your songs on the radio is obviously amazing and it's a, it's an opportunity for people to, to hear your music. But I mean, I make music for the live shows. I really do just to be able to, to play the songs for the fans and that's where you get the most gratification. So I'm looking forward to that most. What's it like? How do you prepare yourself to go overseas for three weeks? How do you mentally prepare yourself, especially since the shows have not been uh, coming and going like they, like you're used to? Yeah. I mean, as far as the shows are concerned, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit nervous. Um, typically I don't get nervous at all for shows. I mean, I've done this a long time. Um, unless there's like a song where I don't know the lyrics or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a, the first show back might be a little, uh, how awkward is not the word, but just getting your, you know, getting your feet back underneath you. Um, but it's going to be great. I mean, I love the UK. I lived over there for a very short amount of time. Um, and Germany's great as well. It's just nice to get out of Dodge. You know, I've been stuck here in Nashville pretty much for, um, 18 months. Uh, you know, well, I went to, I just got back from vacation with my, with my kids and my wife, uh, we were out on the West coast, but, uh, I miss, I miss the UK. I really do enjoy it over there and it's a nice little break. What would you say for, for country music lovers out there? What's the difference between American country music lovers and uh, music, country music lovers elsewhere? Uh, I've never traveled outside the States, so I'll, I wonder how they intake, if you will. Uh, well, I mean, Canadian and American fans are pretty much the same. I mean, really, I mean, there's a there's a border in between us, but we're really not that much different. I think people are always <laughs> surprised, to, surprised to hear that. Uh, it's not like going to Europe. Canada is very much like the States, but um, yeah, I think the fans are over on this, this continent, pretty much the same as far as that's concerned. Uh, in the UK, they're, they're a lot more polite 
And I don't mean that as a, uh, as a swipe at the fans over here. They're just, right. they, they like to sit and listen. That's just kind of how it is. Um, but I'm actually playing my first festival show uh, in Manchester, UK, coming up here in a couple of weeks. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to be at a, in a festival setting because that's, you know, if they're going to get rowdy at all, it's going to be a festival. <laughs> so what was it like the first time you got in front of a crowd in the UK? I mean, because especially if you're used to the reaction and being a part of the music, I mean, obviously that's a bit of a change, right? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a, it's always a big change because um, in Canada, you know, I'm pretty successful. People know me, people know the music. Um, so it's, when people are coming out to see my show, it's typically cause they're a fan. Uh, but in the UK, I mean, I'm starting from scratch, so I'm just trying to build the fan base over there. And that, that was the hardest thing about playing shows over there where people don't really know who you are. So you're basically starting at the bottom again, which is very humbling. Um, but that, that's been the biggest thing. And, and I look forward to getting back because I, you know, I've got some songs that are doing really well, uh, especially song of the summer doing really, really well in the UK and Germany and. You just got to keep going back, back and grinding it out and building the fan base over there. Now, to sell the idea that you're a country music singer, do you take it? Do you like wear an extra big belt buckle or any like uh, any, any rhinestones or anything walking down the street to help you out? You know what? I was with a friend the other day and I'm like, man, you got to see this Stetson hat that I have. And he's like, what the hell are you doing with a Stetson? I'm like, man, I got it when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing about country music. You know, you don't got to look a certain way anymore. You don't got to sound a certain way anymore. Um, there's, there's been a lot of artists that have kind of opened the doors, uh, for people like myself, uh, maybe Kane Brown, uh, you know, Taylor Swift, people that kind of, um, I don't want to say live on the pop side of country music, but they certainly have their, their foot in the pool over there. Um, you know, I, I would definitely would not consider myself a pop artist cause I'm not, but the country music that I make tends to be more towards the Dan and Shay side of things. Um, but Hey, that's all good. There's room for everybody in the genre and, uh, yeah, really. That's it. How crazy is it to be a part of a genre where you can get anywhere from Mark Chestnut to, to Colt Ford and everything in between and even delving into, I mean, you got the Nash villains and others like that, that are more of the driving Southern rock. I mean, to be a part of a, of a group that's so welcoming, it seems, especially over the last few years. Yeah. I mean, music, great music is great music and people forget about that. People are always, I find that especially people on the internet, you know, they always got something to complain about They're complaining <laughs> that country music country music didn't sound like, doesn't sound like it used to and stuff. And, and, and that's fine. Everyone's completely entitled to their opinion. Uh, there's a lot of pure traditionalists out there and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I personally love that music. I love George Strait and Alan Jackson and Mark Chestnut and all the classics. Um, but music evolves. Uh, it, it just is what it is. I mean, it's, it's evolved since the Beatles and they're arguably the best artist ever in the history of music. So uh, I just do what I do. Um, I just make music that I love. It, it definitely is within the country genre and, you know, I've, I personally have written enough hit songs for other people uh, that I think I uh, got my pulse on what's going on here in Nashville. You talk about the evolution of music. Is there is there any part of the evolution that you try to fight against as if people are bringing ideas into you or, or are you pretty, pretty open to evolve it a little? I mean, I, I, I love all different kinds of music. I really do. And I try to bring some of those influences into to my records or into the country music genre. Usually it's the melodies. I tend to try to find melodies that you wouldn't uh, expect per se in the genre. So um, that's, that's that for me. I just, I just try, to, try to be different without taking it too far. And I think that's, that's uh, the key there. A lot of people try to they try to be different and then they end up just pushing themselves out of the genre. And that's, that's not what I want to do. I know where my music lives and I just, just going to keep doing it. That's right. Now you teamed up with, uh, with, with Una Healy on the, on the single as well. And a man, the, 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 the part of vocals that she adds into it, I mean, it just sets the song ablaze. I mean, how cool is it to work with her and, uh, Irish country coming in on that side, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually still haven't met Una because of this whole pandemic situation because <laughs> um, she's in Ireland and obviously I'm in Nashville. Um, but yeah, it was great to work with her. I'm going to meet her when I get over to the UK in a couple of days. Uh, she's fantastic. I've been a fan of Una's for a long time. Um, you know, a, pro a lot of your listeners probably aren't familiar with what she's done, but she was in a massive girl group called the Saturdays in the UK. Just absolutely massive. 
and she's gone on to um, be very successful as a television personality and also a singer in her own right. So uh, it was great to work with her. Uh, it was basically a cold call. I had my management call up her team and I'm like, I really want you to sing on this song. Uh, we were looking for someone that was outside of the genre. Uh, you know, there's a lot of country, there's a lot of country music duets. I feel like Lauren Elena has sang on every possible duet that there <laughs> there is uh, right now. And I just didn't want, no offense to Lauren, you know what I mean? And I, and I just wanted someone a little bit different. So we went after Una, especially for the European market and the UK market. And she said she would do it, which is, which is awesome. And we're off to a, a really, really strong start over there. I think, well, we're closing in on a million streams. So already it's only been like a month. How has looking at socials, looking at streaming numbers and stuff like that, I mean, do you just bang your head against the wall trying to get everything in line, if you will? Yeah, it's tough. The business has changed a lot since I first got started with social media, Spotify, Apple Music, things like that, all the streaming platforms. So how people access their music is a lot different, of course. Um, You know, I think we're going to be done with actual physical CDs very soon if we're not already um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot to set up a release, especially something like this, where the song, uh, there's numerous versions of this song. I mean, Song of the Summer was not written as a duet. Uh, I recorded it just as one of my own songs and we ended up doing an acoustic mix and then a cool side mix and then a duet mix. So we've got all these different mixes of the song. I'm waiting for the Paul Oakenfeld remix, right? <laughs> we'll see. Maybe, maybe David Guetta. There you go. <laughs> now, the uh, the Nashville meets London. Uh, how cool is it to be a part of that? And uh, I know international country music during CMA Fest every year, they have a special night for the internationals. Well, CMA Fest not happening this year. So taking it to, to London, how cool is that? Yeah, really, really cool. I've been going to the UK for uh, for quite a while now. Lived there for a little bit, and I've seen the 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 growth of country music in that territory. I think I think in the UK and Ireland in particular. I mean, look how big Garth Brooks was, right? It wasn't Garth selling like fifty, sixty thousand tickets in Ireland <laughs> at one point back in the late nineties or early two thousands. So country music's always been popular. It's just the issue that they have over there is there's not a lot of country radio, right. so it's hard. It's harder for people to access. Uh, music, even though they have the streaming platforms, you know, they get in their car, they turn on the radio, they're not going to hear country music. Um, so you just kind of have to just keep going over there and building the fan base. But yeah, the fans, the fans are fantastic. They love the music. They really, really do. And, and they're invested, you know, once you make those fans, you make them for life, uh, which is not really that much different to fans in, in the States. You know, country music fans are extremely loyal. What has the songwriting been like for you this last year? I love talking to songwriters and musicians and finding out, did inspiration change? Was it harder to find or was it easier for you? Um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't any more difficult. I mean, I think like everyone else, I kind of just took a bunch of time off. Uh, luckily we had the music ready to go, so I didn't have to scramble and was trying to make records in the middle of this pandemic. But, um, yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't too, things haven't changed too much in my world. I mean, we're almost back to normal now and I look forward to, to start working on the new record probably in October. Now, who are the artists that, that are out there today that, that inspire you, that you see what they're doing and you're like, yeah, I like that. What, who, who's out there that's doing that for you? You know, at this point, I don't think it's about necessarily inspiration. It's about ad- admiration. I'm a, I'm a huge Kenny Chesney fan. Um, back when I had a record deal in, in Nashville, when I was signed to Sony, Kenny and I were, uh, were label mates. So I've been able to be around Kenny a little bit over the years. And he's such a nice guy. Uh, I'm, I'm the biggest fan of Kenny Chesney. Um, Dirk Bentley as well. Uh, hung out with Dirk's numerous times. Such an amazing person. Uh, so the, those are the guys right there that, that I admire. You know, I, I, I admire people like Sam Hunt and, and Kane Brown simply because they're, they're, they're staying true to who they are and they're, and they're kind of pushing the envelope a little bit while remaining, uh, you know, respecting country music and what it's about. So there's a lot of people that I, I, I admire at this particular moment. In Nashville, you talked about Kane Brown, you talk about the Sam Hunts, you talk about the Dan and Shays. Were, how long did it take for those kind of artists to get even accepted in Nashville? Or was, by the time they came around, was it, was it pretty easy or was it a pretty long road, if you will? Uh, I mean, I think for them... Uh, not Dan and Shay, but for Sam Hunt and especially Kane Brown, uh, it was, it, I think it was difficult for them. I mean, I, I actually know Kane's manager, Martha, really, really well. I've known him for 20 years. Um, it was a struggle in the beginning because he is different. He looks different. He sounds different um, and all those things. But uh, in the end, uh, I feel like country radio's hand was forced because they had no choice. I mean, when you've got people selling out 
thousands and thousands of tickets and, and streaming millions upon millions of streams. I mean, they kind of had no choice but to, but to give in and, and to play their music. Um, and that's all that artists really ask for is the opportunity to be heard. There's always going to be people that push back against what you do. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, you're bending the genre or if you're straight down the middle. It just kind of is what it is. Um, but yeah, but for, but for those guys, I mean, I, I know they grinded really, really hard and tried to get to, to get where they need to be. And now they're in a good spot. You talk about the grind. How much <laughs> does the, does the grind that you had to go through for the years uh, make you appreciate like, uh, heading over to the UK, getting to do this for three weeks? How much do you, do you still look back at those lean days and, and, uh, just be extra thankful for where you're at today? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've been, I've been really fortunate, whether it's with my songwriting, I mean, you can kind of see some of the plaques behind me, but, um, yeah, I've, I mean, shoot, I, I consider myself, you know, one of the 1% in this business that can actually make a living doing music. I mean, there's not, there really isn't a lot of people who, who are able to say that there's a lot of people that kind of wish they were in my position. Um, so yeah, I definitely don't take it for granted. I mean, I make music for a living can't get much better than that. Um, but as I said earlier, going over to the UK and in Europe, I mean, it's like starting from scratch. So it's very humbling and you definitely still have to have the desire to be successful or if not, you're just not going to put in the work in those territories to, to build the fan base. That's right. And, and how much do you have to rely on the socials? Is that this last year helped you with that because, well, you didn't have any other way. Um, no, <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm not a big fan of social media. Uh, just if I'm honest, I really am not. So I, uh, I just do my very best. I try to post things I think people might like to see, but as far as uh, social media, it's, it's tough sometimes. I mean, it's like a generational thing as well. I think I'm like right on the cusp of uh, just being outside of the cool zone as far as social media is concerned. <laughs> I'm, I'm way out of the cool zone. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm comfy with that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Now, Tebe, if if folks want to find uh, not only more information about the single, your previous singles, upcoming tour dates, uh, where can folks keep up with uh, with all of that information? Yeah, any of the social media platforms, uh, Tebe Music, and that's T E B E Y Music. Uh, I think it's Instagram and Facebook. It's Tebe Music on Twitter. It might just be Tebe, but we'd love to have you. I love uh, growing the American fan base as well. Uh, it's been really, it's really, really cool. Whenever I see someone from Oklahoma or from California um, on my socials saying that we just found your music through Spotify or whatever, it's it's really, really cool because I haven't. I haven't played shows in those places. Uh, I've played a ton of shows in Canada and here in Nashville, but uh, I've never been to Oklahoma for, for a show. I'm waiting on Blake to invite me, but he hasn't done that yet. Uh, but it's fine. He's going to come around. He's going to come around. Well, he, pass along my number because in my 20 years in, in radio, he's uh, about the only Oki that I have not interviewed yet either. So, Man, you know what's funny is he actually, um, he actually recorded one of my songs recently. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. So I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to meeting to meeting Blake at some point. That's cool. Well, Tebe, I appreciate you uh, taking some time to visit with us today. Safe travels as you head out, and uh, hopefully, brother, we can catch you real soon and get you get you playing a show in Oklahoma. I would love to. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Now, a large fry at McDonald's costs $2, so you could get 100 orders of those or one order of these. A restaurant in Manhattan called Serendipity 3 just set a new record by adding a $200 side of fries to their menu. Guinness announced the record yesterday for National French Fry Day, and no, the fries themselves aren't that expensive. It's just everything that comes with them. Ingredients include chipperbeck potatoes, goose fat from France, shaved truffles, two types of truffle cheese, truffle salt, oil, and butter, two types of champagne, and a sprinkling of 23-carat edible gold dust. And they also come with a Mornay cheese sauce for dipping. Another friend of the show, we've had quite a few friends of the show this last week, and Clay Page on with us. And first off, Clay, good to talk to you. Good to see you again, brother. Cameron, you as well, man. I appreciate you having me back on. And uh, like I say, I, I, I almost uh, missed out on the opportunity <laughs> earlier, man. 
I'm sitting here packing up clothes, and I'm, I'm so glad that you messaged me, man. We headed out first thing in the morning, and uh, going to be on the road for a few days. We headed to Nashville in the morning and uh, down back down to Greenville, South Carolina, up to Bristol, Tennessee this weekend. So That's cool. just trying to make sure I got enough clothes for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like now that uh, you got live shows to look forward to? I mean, how, how pumped are you? I, I've been watching your pictures over the last few weeks, and – I get pumped up for you, so I, I can't even well, imagine what you feel like. Honestly, Cameron, it's been an awesome feeling to be back working, you know, just doing what I love. And um, I, I like to say, man, there's really no way to explain it. It's just <laughs> it, it's, it's almost like being in, in the corner uh, or in a dark room for, for so many months, man, and it's like, you know, hey, we can finally see the light. <laughs> you turn around and you're like, what am I going to do now, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Now, not only things opening up, but uh, new music out there as well. I know we we were able to debut that one uh, last week on the radio as well. Tell tell our listeners about about Dixie and uh, what what the feedback's yes, been sir. like so far. Oh man, it's it's been awesome. A uh, few stations down here in the southeast are spinning it pretty pretty heavy right now, and uh, that was a song I wrote with with Trent Wilman, mm-hmm. and uh, just a, a heck of a writer, man. So talented. Uh, Trent's a, a great, great writer, and he was actually we wrote uh, somewhere in between, which was one off of my new EP a few months ago. Um, I think we had an interview around the time mm-hmm. uh, that one come out last. <laughs> so you've been staying busy now. As as things have opened up, have have the Zoom rights continued, or are you doing more in person stuff? Honestly, here lately, it's been more of the in-person, you know. I, a matter of fact, funny you mentioned that. Dixie was actually wrote through uh, FaceTime. Oh, so. was it really? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> funny you mentioned that, man. That was one. Uh, I was in Georgia, and, and Trent was in Tennessee, and we, we FaceTimed it out, man. So my favorite one to do live. How much harder is it to to get the timing, get the feel down over Zoom? I, I mean, obviously you've worked with Trent before, so that's got to make it a little better. But well, it's one of those things, man. It's like there's no playing along. One, one, either you've got to play the guitar, or I've got to play the guitar, <laughs> and you've got to sing, or I've got to sing. But there's no, uh, you know, there's no mashup, if you will, yep. between the two. That's Not cool. through FaceTime, at least. And at the time, man, we just, I don't know if you remember, but uh, last time we was in a little bit different setting. Man, I'm, I'm so far out in the woods, we just got internet. Like, <laughs> so I'm I'm like uh, breaking history right here, I do believe. I think this is my first meeting since we've had, Zoom meeting since we've had internet. Well, there, so. and, and you, you gave it to me, man. I, I can't ask for more, can I? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be sitting here at the house doing a zoom meeting, man. Like I say, it's pretty, pretty awesome. After this weekend, how's the scheduling staying busy all the rest of summer and fall starting to pick up? Yeah, man. Summer is, is slam booked. Uh, I'll be back out in Texas next week. Um, out there hanging out with a couple of buddies next week and then going to Medford, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, next weekend. And like I said, this weekend, I'm trying to make sure I'm telling you right. Nashville, uh, Greenville, and then Bristol, Tennessee this weekend, and then Texas next week. And I'm not sure. I think we got some stuff coming up in Arlington, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I'm trying to just rattle them off at the top, off the top of my head. I really can't honestly remember. <laughs> it's like I don't start checking my schedule till middle of the week, man. Uh, you know, and it, it's crazy. We. We had a little quick family vacation last week, and it was so nice, man. And honestly, I've spent the past couple of days just vacationing from vacation, <laughs> uh, just trying to get back in the groove, man, because it's, it's been slam busy the past few months. And like I said, God's good. I've, I've been extremely blessed, mm-hmm. you know, to be back working, doing what I love. And um, I think live music is coming back around, and I, I think that live music is uh, alive and well. Mm. Now, getting back out there, uh, how hard as uh, how hard did you have to work the vocal cords, and have you had to strain a little bit in the first few <laughs> nights back? You know, man. Honestly, this weekend I'm gonna have to do that for sure because <laughs> I, I had a full week off, and uh, 
you know, it's, it's funny. We're sitting there talking about Dixie and everything. We shot a music video Monday uh, for Dixie, so that'll be coming out real soon. I think y'all are the first to hear that. Um, so <laughs> we, we shot a music video here in Georgia uh, Monday for Dixie, and I told my video guy, I was like, dude, I said, you've got to excuse me. Like, I've been on vacation last week, and I'm like, <laughs> it's so much like a muscle, you know, working mm-hmm. working uh, the vocal cords and stuff like that. And, um, I was a bit rusty, man, after vacation. So, <laughs> <laughs> now, but I, I better tighten up real quick because, like I said, it's we back to work tomorrow. So that's right. Now, the getting back out on the road. What's the biggest challenge that you have getting ready for the weekend? Is it making sure you got everything packed in the vehicle? Probably clothes, man. There's nothing, and it, it never fails. I get out on the road and and don't ever pack enough clothes. <laughs> so. Not enough socks, not, uh, you know, not enough T-shirts, whatever. You know, I have plenty of uh, show clothes, but I don't ever have enough uh, T-shirts packed for some reason. So T-shirts, you know, and and just making sure all the gear and stuff. I have been known to leave the house without my boots, too. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so I just always try to make sure I got my boots and got plenty of clothes packed and I knock on wood. I don't think I've ever left a guitar behind, but um, I have showed up and played with some old rusty strings before <laughs> and uh, some old dead rusty strings. And uh, just try to spend a day before prepping, man, for the weekend. So Now, as you got back out on the stage, what is, what's the big thing that you noticed uh, that, that, that was brought back to mind that you really had missed? You know, I think just being around people. Mm-hmm. Um just being around an audience and, and, and being on stage and just seeing how people relate to music, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, you know, you can get that sitting at the house, you can relate to music, but actually being on stage and being on the other side of it and seeing people relate like that, that's what makes it all worth it. You know? Now, is it is and, it uh, is it harder for you to get up closer? Do, do you not want people to still stay at a distance, or are you glad to have them up close again? <laughs> you know, Cameron, man, the way I look at it, uh, honestly, I think I've had the. I don't even want to say it, but I think I've had it a couple times. You know, <laughs> uh, and I, I've been blessed, man. You know, we uh, we had some family members come down with it. I, I believe that the virus is is real, man. But you know, the way I look at it is can't live in fear you know so uh, I think honestly sitting at the house is worse for me and and my personality uh, and and my soul and and my well-being than than being out here doing what I love man so so you're you're being it's therapy to go out and play shows it is yes sir and and with that being said man you know I'm not you know, up in people's faces and stuff. And I wash my hands every chance I get, you know, as soon as I shake somebody's hand, you know, I'm, I'm hitting, and I don't mean it, you know, nothing personal. I'm, I'm getting my hand sanitizer. I'm washing my hands, you know, but like I say, man, you can't live in fear. And, uh, you know, we, we, we don't ever know, man. I, I kind of look at it. When is your time? It's your time, you know? Right. So, now, now heading back to Texas, those those long road trips, uh, the first long road trip for you, what was, did it take a few days to get used to the road again? <laughs> you know, man, you, 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 we were just talking about everything going on. I, I guess, honestly, really and true, the first two weekends back out on the road, I was a little hesitant, you know. I, I did keep my distance. Uh, but, you know, man, like I say, as, as things are coming together, things are opening back up. Sorry, my dog wants to be in this interview. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, man, just trying to be safe. So, yeah, I, I was a little bit concerned about it the first two weeks um, back out. But, I mean, like I say, man, it's just been it's been a great thing to be back out doing what I love. And, and it's, it's really weird. I always tell people, they always ask me, like, man, you like, do you like all the traveling and stuff? And it's one of those things, like, when I'm out on the road, I miss being home. But when I'm at home for a couple of days, I miss being out on the road. <laughs> so it's just, it's that balance, man. You know, when it's time to get home, it's time to get home. And if, if I'm being completely honest, the last run I made, I was gone for two weeks. Um, 
and I was home, I think two nights out of two weeks. And I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I was ready to get my butt home. <laughs> so, you got but, you, you got know, used I've, to it, I've, right? Right, right. I've been home a couple of days, few days. Uh, I don't know, maybe four or five days, man. I'm getting a little stir crazy, you know. So <laughs> we got we got a pretty decent run this weekend, a little three day run, and I'm excited. Uh, you know, not too far away. Uh, too far from the house, but but far enough to miss home. You know, <laughs> there you go. That's a so, that's a good thing. Yes, sir. Now, how is yes, sir. since since we last spoke? How's the how's the songwriting been? How's the ins- inspiration been for you? Honestly, Cameron, if I'm if I'm being completely honest, it's it's been more focused towards touring here lately, man. Yep. Um, I've got a lot of music that's been recorded. Um, I think I've written a couple of songs since we've last talked, man, but honestly, it's been getting the touring stuff back in gear, man. We still, you know, we're still independent. Yeah. Uh, and that, there's a lot of stuff that uh, goes on behind the scenes, man. I've got a great team behind me uh, that's been, been taking a lot of the load off of me the past few months. I've been extremely grateful and blessed for that because, like I said, I didn't realize how busy things have gotten. Um <laughs> until the the whole pandemic thing sort of blew over you know um it's it's been busy it's yeah. been busy so I, i've been excited to to have those guys helping me out and stuff so now how has the social media been uh the, in it's now that things are opening <laughs> up has has that been blowing up as well yeah man so tiktok become a new thing for me man as everybody else you know uh, i'm trying to navigate my way through tiktok and i've noticed a lot more engagement on tiktok here recently than than any other outlets i mean facebook you know is still i guess leading the way but uh as far as tiktok versus instagram man the, the tiktok has been uh, there's been a few videos on there that have done really well for me so that's been pretty neat how hard is it to to get the the mindset for TikTok? I mean, I know it's because it's such a different social media platform. Well, I will say this: I don't think you're gonna ever see Clay Page dancing on TikTok. Oh, come but, on! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you ever gonna have to worry about that, man. But um, some honestly, some of the stuff on TikTok that blows up, man, I, I don't understand it really. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest; I don't understand it. Uh, so. It's definitely a different format, man. I, I have to say, I find myself. I'm like, I'm gonna watch a couple of uh, TikTok videos, and then like, I'm there's some of the funniest stuff on TikTok, man. And it's like I get sucked in. The next thing I know, thirty minutes, and we're old by <laughs> on know, TikTok, right? you know, watching <laughs> watching stupid videos, you know. But it's some funny stuff on there, man. There is, yeah. I my my wife was later to the game than I was. I was sh- I would share over you know, some videos to her. And then I got like you got to where I couldn't put my phone down. So I was just like, okay, I just didn't open TikTok for like a week. And then whenever I did, my wife had gotten on TikTok and well, she was sharing all the stuff. So yeah, I know it, it can, t- it can overtake you. And you talk about weird stuff. The one I was noticing, I think it was yesterday. I noticed they, uh, the, the newest food trend. Have you seen the, the new, it, the pickles, they hollow out the pickle and put a Snickers bar inside and eat it. I hadn't seen that. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, I'm out on that one. Yeah, <laughs> no. Nah. See, that's why I say, man, there's some crazy stuff going on on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, man. I, I think it's a neat thing. Uh, I heard somebody say one time, like, you know, musicians, they need to really be taking taking a hold of TikTok because, of, you know, the, the little thing on the bottom there, like where you can, uh, all the sounds and stuff, you know, yep. which I thought was really neat. I never really thought about it. So once I, I heard them say that, I was like, man, maybe I need to start utilizing this a little more. <laughs> Putting those tracks out there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Got the new single. You got some more music coming up. What does the rest of 2021 and, uh, and how do your sights look on 2022? Oh man. Like I say, just a lot of touring, uh, throughout the rest of the year. And, you know, man, that's, that's another thing I actually, uh, before I jumped on the phone with you, I was I was talking to my 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 assistant Rebecca, 
and and you know we were just sitting there talking about goals and stuff for the coming into the new year you know 2022 mm-hmm. i had to honestly think about what year it is Cam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like coming into 2022 man like you know we're we're fixing to start sitting down shaping some new goals for the new year and i think that uh you know my mind is is that 2022 is going to be the biggest year yet yeah. for us. So uh, 2021 coming back in has been great. And I'm just, like I said, I'm really excited to see what's in store for the next few months. And I think as things are continuing to open back up, like that the industry as a whole, man, is just going to be booming more than ever. Because that's one thing, too. When you go out, and, and you're at a live show, man, you can just tell, like, people are just excited to be there, you know? Yeah. And it, it's almost like one of the things, like, you know, I feel like maybe live shows and stuff would sort of take it for granted, you know, maybe. I, I don't know if I should say that, but, <laughs> like, just, I just feel like everything is more appreciated, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, from, from a musician standpoint. So, that's just, and, 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 I think you and I hit on this a little bit last time, man, but it's like, you don't ever think about music, not like not being able to go see live music somewhere until it's gone, you know? And like, as it, as things are opening back up, it's like, wow, man, you can go, go have a drink somewhere and listen to music. Like whoever thought, you know? I I, I mean, who, who would have ever thought that we would have gone almost a year Without being up close to people. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's exactly something, it, it was just unthinkable. For sure. For sure. And it's almost like, you know, we was talking about that earlier. Um, you know, man, honestly, like I said, the first two weeks, me back out on the road, man, it, it was a little, it was a little weird. Um, and that's just stuff that you don't ever think about, you know, until you're you're not able to be out in front of a crowd and then like when you are around the crowd it's like man it's almost like you don't know how to act you know <laughs> we had a <laughs> we've had a couple of, that, of shows we, and yeah same way <laughs> <laughs> speaking of that man we played a few places down in carolina uh where people really didn't know how to act man <laughs> fighting and stuff i'm like golly we've been cooped up too long man <laughs> they needed a release I'm telling you something. Yeah, we was down in Carolina, man, playing folks, fighting and things, you know. And I was like, man, this, you know, COVID's done put a toe on this folks, man. <laughs> Sitting at the house. Now, I know that social has uh, has also helped you. I've seen you've been doing some lives from the shows. And how cool is that to be able to take your fans along with you on the ride? It's really neat, man. It is. Um we started a, another thing I've been really excited about over the past few months is we started a private Snapchat group, man. And um, I've got a text line, you know, like that we do at these live shows and stuff. People can text in uh, from the live shows. So everybody from my text line got an invite to be on this, this private Snapchat group. And it's like behind the scenes stuff, you know, whatever. I want to be honest. I've been slacking on it in the past few days, but, <laughs> um, like I said, man, I'm vacationing for vacation. But anyways, we uh, that's been really cool, you know, doing that. I actually called them on Snapchat the other day, just like we are here, and uh, kind of give them behind the scenes of, of the new music video. So that was really neat. Um, and, and with that said, too, man, I think we're just going to start exploring some other. There was, there was a lot of people. I left this part out. I didn't realize in a, in a private Snapchat group. Uh, that you could only do a limited number of people. So, like, it's super exclusive, man. There was, like, people texting back. It was like, the thing's full, you know, we can't get on. So, <laughs> with that being said, there was also people that was like, I'm not on Snapchat. Uh, I'm not on social media. So, we're trying to come up with a thing now for people to uh, still get that behind-the-scenes experience, you know. We, we've looked at some Patreon accounts, that type thing. So, Cause there'll be a lot of behind the scenes stuff, you know, that don't actually make it to Facebook or Instagram, mm-hmm. all of that, you know, mm-hmm. it may be packing clothes. It may be a phone call on a, on a scene of a music video shoot, you know, whatever it is. Um, it's been really neat, man. Cause I'm like, 
I don't know. I just think it's cool to take people behind the scenes like that mm-hmm. on some of this stuff because at the end of the day, man, most of the time your followers don't see anything, but you know, the hour or so you get to play music. They don't get to right. see the late drives back. They're running out of gas in Mississippi, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, that type thing. They don't get to see all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you, you know, are, are taking them on that behind the scenes thing. So I think it's cool. It's a cool way to, uh, you know, make those, the text line subscribers exclusive and, um, just take them on a journey, you know, that, that not everybody else gets to see. So it's pretty cool. That is cool. Well, if, uh, Clay, if folks want to find not only more info, obviously about the new single Dixie, find out about uh-huh. the upcoming tour dates and uh, all the socials and everything else, what's, where's the best place to get the hub of all that? So Clay page country is my website. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, Cameron, we, we're completely independent, man. We, we try to do a good, the best we can with keeping everything updated. Uh, like I said, I've, I've got uh, a lady, Rebecca, she's been helping me. Shout out to Rebecca. She's been helping <laughs> me a lot over the past few months. So with all of that said, man, the website should pretty well be up to date. Okay. Um, at Clay Page Music on, I'm pretty sure on TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter. I'm going to be completely honest. I really suck at Twitter. Um, Facebook. Honestly, I keep Facebook updated as much as anything else. And the Snapchat uh, is at Clay Page Music. So, and from time to time, there'll be a people, there'll be people in and out of the group. So sometimes you can get in. A waiting list. That's right on the private <laughs> Snapchat group, man. I had people text me like the thing's full, the thing's full. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I had no idea, man, when I sent it out, like that it was only a, a limited number of people, you know, that could be joined in it. So, and then there was people like sending me messages. They're like, did you make a, a private Snapchat group? And I was like, yeah, man. And I think they were thinking it was going to be like, you know, one of those, you know, a mm. <laughs> uh, uh, fans only, right? Is that what they are? Yeah, there fans you only? go. <laughs> yeah, fans only. No, I wasn't one of them, man. It was a fans only from the road, you know. Like. <laughs> Gives it a whole new uh, meaning. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Here's me in my underwear uh, in the van in Kansas with a cowboy hat on, you know, like at 6 a.m. in the morning, headed back to Georgia. That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, man. It's it's been cool, man. I'm really excited, you know, like I said, uh, to see where things are going to be over the next few months, man. We're working hard. We're pushing harder than we we have ever before, man. I'm giving it every ounce. that I have, you know, yep. putting the wheels and I'm just, I'm blessed to be doing, doing what I love music. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, Clay, brother, I, I truly appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule, man. I know busy, 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 getting ready to hit the road again. Hope you have yes, uh, safe travels this weekend. And, uh, man, I'm going to try to catch you whenever you're down this way, brother. Sounds great, Cameron. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much. And, uh, like I said, I hope to see you real soon, buddy. Well, thanks again for joining us for this 109th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, anything else you'd like to know, you can hit me up on the contact page at gqwithcam.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at gqwithcam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, you can visit the merch store where we've got hoodies, shirts, tumblers, mugs, stickers, and much more That's gqwithcam.com forward slash shop. And if you have a special guest idea, email me, gqwithcam at gmail.com. Well, again, thanks to our good friend Brandon Allen for coming up with our theme music. We're going to let him play us out. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday.